When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Business owner, how helpful would it be for you to have employee training and industry resources at your fingertips? That's why Federated Mutual Insurance Company recently launched MyShield, the online client destination for risk management resources. MyShield has resources to help your business with risk management. Already a Federated client? What are you waiting for? Get registered today so you can jump on MyShield through federatedinsurance.com or download the app. If you're not already a client, talk to your Federated marketing rep today. At Federated, it's our business to protect yours. Hockey, yeah. yeah. My favorite. It's Judd's Hockey Show. And it's not just Judd's Hockey Show. Oh, no, 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 no. Ho, ho. As we near the weekend in the wild, playing a couple uh, games over the weekend, but we don't have a game to talk about right now because... Judd Zolgan and Declan Goff have a very special edition of Judd's Hockey Show for you. With the March, I believe, 21st trade deadline slowly but surely creeping towards us, it is time for JHS Reckless Speculation Edition. That's right. The trade rumors are flying fast and furious in the National Hockey League. The Wild has been linked to a few names already. That will only heat up in the coming weeks and the coming month. And so, Declan Goff, we are going to unveil a list of names and mm-hmm. potential scenarios that could land those players with the Wild. And um, may I tease it by saying this as well? Right before you flipped on the equipment that sent us live and also in podcast form, you said a name that is going to be, I think, a new name. I don't think I've seen this one no. maybe in passing, but um, the last one will be a name that might excite people it might infuriate some who who believe that reckless speculation is something that should be kept away from them but uh, i'm very excited to get going here so are you prepared to get going i will um start by giving you the names and i'd like to hear your thoughts first yeah let's uh let's do it yeah I, th- this the surprise name i'm excited to talk about i know you are i'm, and I'm really excited, excited to, hear you to talk about, about it. and i can make the case for it i'll, I'll really uh I'll, I'll i'll put on my bill Guerin face here are and you do my best are you prepared to face the wrath of the JHS crew that clearly hate watches or listens to uh-huh. us? Um, and they'll clearly get back to you on Twitter. Are you prepared for their wrath? Well, yeah, I am prepared for the wrath. Um, I'm also prepared for, I'll, I'll say the name because it's a certain celebrity who I think would be very upset with me. He's one of my favorite TV characters ever, but he's a very diehard member of this team. And I think he would be very upset that I'd suggest this trade, but we'll get there. Okay. We'll get there. Slow Fair burn. Enough. Slow burn. All right. Let's start off with name one. Let's go big game hunting, but this name has been out there a lot, so it's not going to surprise people. I think the price tag will be 
enormous, but there have been definite um, credible trade speculation reports linking this name to the wild that go well beyond Judd's hockey show. JT Miller, veteran center, 28 years old, Vancouver Canucks. The interesting thing here, Dex, yeah. is is he would come here with a year left on his contract. Uh, the cap hit for 2022-23 for JT Miller, $5.25 million. But he would give you an absolute top six, top line guy. Mm-hmm. JT Miller, break it down with your thoughts on that one. JT Miller, I think of all these names we're going to discuss, potentially costs the most. Um, he's under a very friendly deal. He's a nice player. He's not going to come cheap. But his name's been bantered about because Vancouver's kind of going through some turnover right now. And it could make some sense for them to move on, especially if they want to eventually pay Brock Besser. There just makes a lot of sense why Vancouver would part with JT Miller. That's not to suggest they're going to put pennies on the dollar and just accept him back for a bag of chips, because I think he's going to cost a ton. I think he would cost at least one first-round pick, if probably not two. Um, likely either a top prospect or a very established player who probably is under similar money-wise cap hit, a uh, cap hit money-wise, so they can kind of balance some of that out, at least in the short term from Vancouver. So JT Miller, I think, would be uh, an instant upgrade in the Wilds lineup. It would give you three very solid centers in Ryan Miller, uh, or actually Ryan Hartman, JT Miller, Joel Erickson, Eck, but it would probably cost a pretty penny to make this happen. And I don't know if the Wild would be willing to make that cost happen. Okay, so I, I saw a report um, that it would cost the team three or four top prospects. I saw another tweet from a reporter, I believe, who covers the Penguins, um, who I guess have inquired as well, that said it would cost you a first-round pick, a current first-round pick on your roster, and a current player. Um, so if we're talking about – so if the asking price is uh, first-round pick for 2022 – which which you would have to do, and I think that Bill Guerin would do. Um, Marco Rossi and a current player. Um, I, I think there's a scenario under which the ask might be Fiala as well. That's a that's a ton. Yes, it is. Um, that's a ton. But but again, uh, including Fiala, now, I think he's playing great, and the chemistry with Matthew Boldy really intrigues me. That being said. With a year of team control left as well, Miller would give you a guy who you would almost certainly keep plugged into your lineup through the start of next season. But if if we're talking first-round pick, Marco Rossi, and like a Fiala talent, what are your thoughts? Uh, I, I can't give up Rossi for that. I understand that that's what they would want back, and I can understand right. why that's that's the cost of admission. I, I have hesitations giving up Rossi, but I understand why Vancouver would do that. I mean, JT Miller is playing very well. He's been a point-for-game player. Um, he's a former. He scores about 25 goals a season. He's been damn good um, with Vancouver for a long time. He, he's was a he's gotten Selkie votes before. He's even gotten Hart Trophy votes before. He's a good player. Um, it would solve the wild center issues without having to commit long-term or long-term money. To someone, basically, if you acquired Miller and you didn't get rid of Rossi, he would be the placeholder for Marco Rossi uh, to not yes. ease him in, to ease him into that transition. Um, so I, I understand why that would happen, but I just it's probably going to be too much 
It's probably going to be too much. And JT Miller is a nice player. He's a nice player. Very solid player. I don't know if I can give up two first-round picks and a top prospect to get him. I think that I think that's too much to ask. I think Bill Guerin says no. Me too. I think you're right. And, and I think that – so I think if, if they ask for a first-round pick, Rossi and Fiala, I think Bill Guerin probably counters with a first-round pick. Fiala's a possibility. I, I'm not – to be clear, I'm not a huge fan of trading him, but I see scenarios both from a player standpoint and cap standpoint where he might – be moved being yep. a, a uh, RFA after this season, who you know is obviously going to be costly. Rossi, I don't think that Bill Guerin will trade. Now, I guess the question becomes: Can you get that prospect? Can you trade a prospect that's not Rossi that the Canucks would take? Um, the problem then is you, you in, inevitably would have teams bidding against you that might be willing to pay more. And my feeling on yeah. Guerin is this: I don't think he's willing to mortgage things like. He definitely wants to, to win and seize the opportunity right now, but I don't think he's going to do something that could really hurt the franchise going forward for mm-hmm. the sake of 2021-22. So this intrigues me, and I think JT Miller would be a very good fit potentially, but I, I'm with you. I don't see it. Yeah, I don't, I don't I see just it don't see it. He's a nice – if they can get him for, for lesser costs, I'm all for it, but I, at the end of the day, I don't, I don't think, think that'll happen. I don't think that happens. I agree with you. All right, second one is is a bit of a it's a bit of a predicament that that this guy has a lot of control over his potential destination if he accepts a trade. Philadelphia Flyers captain, veteran Claude Giroux, who has I believe it is a full no-move clause. So they're a bad team. It makes sense at this point in his career for him to sign off on a trade. But he has enough control where he can literally call his shots and block trades. Um, that being said, I would think that the Wilds' openings and potential here for a guy who would be a rental would be interested in coming here. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I don't think that Claude Giroux would shoot down a trade to the Wild automatically. It might not be his first choice, but this one wouldn't be cheap. But I will say because he doesn't have a uh, term left on his contract, it definitely wouldn't be the asking price of, of a, a guy like uh, JT. And the interesting thing too, Dex, about Giroux is because he's got a ton of control here, he could sort of almost dictate, um, you know, the Kings might offer the Flyers a ton, but if he doesn't want to go to Los Angeles, he's not going there. Mm-hmm. Claude Giroux. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious in this, and, and he's 34, he'll be, he just turned 34, excuse me, so he's entering UFA status, so he'll be, you know, entering his age 35 season next summer when he goes to the bidding war for, to be a UFA, and Drew's still very productive, he's a good player, Um, he's been a damn good player for the Flyers his entire career, he's the captain there, but I don't think he's going to get the big time money that he got on his first contract, and he's under contract right now for, I believe, eight and a half mil, now, I need a capologist to help me out here and figure out if, because he's played half the season, does that mean when you trade him, is half his salary retained? Prorated. Yeah. Prorated. Um, if you do trade him, is Philadelphia still maybe going to take absorb a little bit of that cap hit just to, to get rid no. of him? You know, so the pot. so there's there's kind of factors at play here. I don't think you have to give up because he's a UFA. Because he's 34, because he might just say, "Get me out." I like, I do want to chase a cup. It's not going to happen here in Philly. I want to get. I want to go to a contender right now. I have a lot of leverage right right here. 
I I think it only costs like one draft pick. I think it costs maybe a first. Maybe in case it's only a second round pick. I would be interested in doing a first round pick for Claude Giroux uh, for two reasons. Number one, he would make you better immediately. He's a veteran playoff guy who's been there and done that. Um, and again, I think there is a case to be made if he liked it here, he could be potentially re-signed at a reasonable deal entering his age 35 season. Um, and if if your argument is on any of these trades that we're suggesting, well, like you, you just can't be trading first-round picks. Well, the Wild haven't been doing that lately. They don't do that under Bill Guerin, and Guerin's reluctant to do that. But why Guerin would do that is your prospect pool is great right now. So, like, your prospect pool is coming up. So it's okay to get rid of one of those lottery tickets if your prospects that you have drafted and are developing are hitting and, and developing it at, at good increments, right? So it's totally okay to give up a first-round pick for a Claude Giroux, for anyone for that matter. Um, so that's where I think Giroux actually makes more sense. I think it's more likely than JT Miller. If, if, if you were telling me to put odds on it, which one is more likely the Wild would be interested in acquiring and which one's more likely that the Wild could acquire it would be Claude Giroux over JT Miller. I agree because I now I think it would cost you a first round pick. Yep. I don't think I don't think you you could get him for a second round pick. Now part of this also depends largely on how many teams he'll consider going to. Because like if he's like, oh, I'll consider five or six teams, then then our guy Chuck Fletcher can start the potential bidding war, right? But if he's like, I, there's only like two teams, guys. Uh, then it's it's smaller. So Giroux has a huge say here. The parallel trade, and I do not think that Claude Giroux is is this good, but I think the parallel trade and a guy who got traded for I think much less than people expected at the time, Declan, is last year when Buffalo ended up trading Taylor Hall to Boston. Now Hall was not playing as well for Buffalo at that time as Giroux is now for for the Flyers. Yes, yeah, but point. I mean he he won an MVP. He was a he's a you know a very productive player, especially on the right team. And Hall went to Boston and proved that. But I think the parameters of that trade were actually not bad. And so I'm sort of with you in in the fact that if you want to go pure rental guy to plug in, he's a captain, so he can't he's he has to be a, a pretty damn good locker room guy, which would be my concern. Like the one thing is if I'm going to if I'm built Garen, and he knows this. Um, the one thing that you're going to be very, I think, careful about is upsetting things because yeah. that room right now is so good. But if, if you uh, plant a guy who is 34, a captain in that room, I think it's going to be absolutely fine. I'm sort of with you. I think that this trade actually, the the Miller trade's fun to talk about, and I think it, it'd be extremely attractive, but I don't know that it's realistic because the asking price is going to be big and the amount of teams that are going to come calling on him will probably be long. I think the Giroux, I think the, the Giroux trade specifics make more sense. So I'm with you. I think Claude Giroux is definitely as, as long as he accepts a trade here, he is a realistic target where I think JT is a bit more like trying to shoot for the stars, and you're probably not going to get that. I don't even know if it's necessarily shooting for the stars with JT. It's just it, it, it's going to take moving and shaking to make it happen. And also, I a think lot, Bill no. Guerin is is more likely to evaluate Claude Giroux and know he's fine in, like, he's fine in that room. 
Like, Claude Drew's a captain, right. and he's played in a tough city, and he knows what it takes. Like, I, there might be... I wouldn't be surprised if there was more character issues with JT Miller than there would be with Claude Giroux plugging and playing someone from a, in a trade deadline scenario, which Garen has experience from both sides of, of, of the coin on that as a player and as an executive. So yeah. I, I just think that's another reason why it would make more sense that Claude Giroux is a, a legitimate target. So that, that is two down. We've got at least four, if not five, Judd's Hockey Show. We appreciate you watching. This is a reckless speculation edition because the National Hockey League a trade deadline is in late March. Speculation. This will be the first of many. But And before we get to name three, I want to tell you about a trade that I would make 100 out of 100 times. And that is a trade of, of my old clothes in the additional weight that has come off thanks to my friends at Livia Weight Control Centers down 30-plus pounds. That's right, 30-plus pounds. And I want you to join me now in making the same type of trade so that when spring hits, your old clothes fit. And best of all, you feel good, you look good. It's the, I did an eight-week challenge. You get your first eight weeks for free. That's right, your first eight weeks for free in the first eight weeks. Ladies and gentlemen, I lost 26 pounds. Imagine you're getting to March. Spring is starting. The birds are chirping. You got all those clothes that that didn't fit last spring, but they fit now. Eight-week challenge. And again, first eight weeks for free. 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A or Livia.com. Livia.com, 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A. And the best part, in-state or out, they can help you. Because if you don't live in the Twin Cities metro area, you know what? You can get a consultation, can get a Zoom, can sign up, can get your food, and lose the weight. Livia.com. Check it out and tell them that uh, Judd's Hockey Show and Score North sent you. All right, name number three. This one's not going to be as attractive, but as Dex said, we are definitely going to pay this off at the end. Um, Ottawa Senators Center. He is 27, six foot one. Chris Tierney, a second round pick of the San Jose Sharks, Declan in 2017. Chris Tierney uh, was traded to the Sens in the Eric Carlson trade, was a big time prospect. Uh, from 2017 to 2019-20, he scored 16, 10, and 11 goals. Right now, he is on their depth chart. He is the Senators' third line center. Chris Tierney. Look, I think a lot of people see the Chris Tierney one. And by the way, Pierre Maguire was in attendance at Monday's game, uh, making his rounds, acting like the GM. Yeah. As, as he's the GM was there he, too, he's yeah. the executive, I think, personnel, whatever target title in Ottawa. So, so he kind of works right in hand in hand with the GM for that. Um, and I think there was some scoffing when the initial report, because there was a uh, hockey rumors had it and I forget who else had it, but like it was JT Miller and also Chris Tierney. So the Senators were checking in on the Wild and vice versa. And I think a lot of people saw Chris Tierney as like, well, what's Chris Tierney going to do? Like, just a bottom six guy. And to be honest, he is. He's on a crummy Ottawa team. So let's just, let me let me preface that. He's on a horrible Ottawa team. So let's not just look at what he's done in Ottawa as like, oh, like he, he, I'm not even worth it. That, that's such a bad team. And, and hockey mojo definitely affects your play. I'm not completely going to rule out there. And a lot of people probably said, well, are you really going to get any, is he really an improvement over a Frederick Goudreau? And I, I don't know. I, I'm guessing he, he probably is the same level kind of player as Freddie Goudreau, but he's also a guy who scored, yeah, 17 goals with San Jose four years ago. And the idea here is, well, because he's having a down year, because he's Chris Tierney, 
you're only going to have to give up a, a late-round pick to probably land him. So this might come off as boring to start, and I can get why. I, I'm not going to be jumping for joy necessarily either if they made this trade. I wouldn't be applauding Bill Guerin, but there could be probably something in here that the Wild don't, that, that, that other teams haven't seen yet that the Wild can unlock and get him back to maybe playing to the player he was in San Jose. Um, and it wouldn't cost you a lot. You know, this is the kind of move where, you know, they, they, you know, they, when the Wild would get Sean Bergenheim or when they got Chris Stewart the second time, like it, it was, those weren't sexy moves, but it was depth moves and it kind of worked for them. It was okay. Chris Tierney, there might be something there. And because he is a center, I can see it working. I, I'm not going to be in love with they make this trade. Obviously, don't overpay for him, and I don't think they will. But I wouldn't scoff at the idea or just be completely in shell shock if they gave up a fifth-round pick for Chris Tierney. I wonder what the price would be because he, he was a pretty good prospect at one time. Now he is uh, statistically in 37 games this season at five goals, five assists, so that's not great. Mm-hmm. Um, the interesting thing is is he is a UFA after this season. He's playing on a cap hit of $3.5 million uh, for 2021-22. I'm just trying to go through the thought process here. So if you traded for him, you basically would consider him to be an upgrade on Goudreau, correct? correct. That would be the thought. Because, so here, here's the weird thing. Um, and it works, but it's weird. The weird thing for this team, Dex, is this. Erickson Eck is anchored to, and I guess rightfully so, his line, right? But that line plays basically a third-line role, but they're damn good. Um, and so so it's weird because we talk about the lines, and ordinarily it's just clear-cut. And I, I guess there's a case to be made that the Eck line is the second line, the de facto second line. But, like, as far as top six scoring talent goes, as good as, good as, as Foligno has been, I think of the top six as including Fiala, right? So I guess in sort of the weird way that this works, no matter what you want to consider the line, if you traded for Tierney, you would be plugging him into the to the Fiala-Boldy line and demoting Goudreau to either take Sturm's place or, just or an extra body. to play the wing somewhere or be an extra body, but Dean loves him. So, so – I guess I'm. I guess I'm a little bit confused in this case what he would add exactly, but I have not seen him play enough, and there is a chance that those who have would consider him to be an upgrade on Goudreau because Goudreau can skate. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we we've seen him have good games, and we've sort of seen him disappear. And I guess if your feeling is that you would be adding what you consider to be a pretty much a clear cut playmaker to the Boldy line with Fiala. That could be attractive. I will say this. If you got this guy, Fiala, for sure, staying put. That's the one thing. Like the Fiala thing outside of, of this, um, I think his name would probably be included. I would I would think that there would be no way that, that his name would no. even come up in, in the conversation between Bill Guerin and the Ottawa Senators. No, and, and Tierney's still 27 years old, so it's not like this is some – guy who can't skate anymore and is slowed down like no. he, he's still a young guy and he's played in 40 uh stanley or 40 playoff games he went to the stanley cup with the sharks five years ago so i, I think that's probably the lure from bill Guerin as well he sees a guy who's been to the dance and had been to the playoffs before plays an important yeah. position i i know a lot of people just kind of see that as boring and yeah you're so you're basically upgrading frederick goudreau who cares 
the the little things like that, having a guy who's playoff tested and has been there and done that over Frederick Goudreau, that that could be an improvement. So I I would I wouldn't rule it out, and I wouldn't be like I said, I'm not going to be applauding Bill Guerin up and down, which I mostly have done that yeah, he made this stand. trade. But it, it could make it could make it you a better team if 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 you if you're able to pull it off. Would Goudreau move to the fourth line in place of in, in place of Dewar? Probably. I've pl- playoff wise, I'm guess I I don't think Maybe. Goudreau would. I don't think Goudreau would be scratched. <sighs> Goudreau. So I'm trying to think of because I mean, but I mean, Dean loves him, and so if you got if you made this trade, I think Goudreau gets bounced to the fourth line. But I don't I don't think Stern Stern plays that role really well. Like like Stern deserves yeah, deserves I, to keep the role that he has. Dewar's been a nice find, but Goudreau wouldn't slow that line down a bit. No. Duhame, I think, stays in for sure. Um, I, I'm just trying to think this through as far as what will the wild what do they want to do playoff wise? Um as far as, as construction goes. And Dewar has been a really nice player, a really nice find. I don't know that they're in love with the thought of him playing in the spring. So they might take Goudreau, who uh, also has had some playoff success for sure, and move him to a fourth line. Mm-hmm. Anyway, just a thought. Yeah, no, I, thought. and and I I think in general he's he's a nice player. He's a solid player you can probably get for a fifth or sixth round pick. I just wouldn't dismiss it. I wouldn't be completely out on that trade. It sure. could help you. Really help you. Okay, but before we bring up the name that I don't believe has been talked about a lot, and that you're excited to talk about, I want to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Are you are you offended that I didn't even in my notes include the name of another guy mm-hmm. that you like a lot, Thomas Hurdle of San Jose? One, the Sharks are playing pretty damn well, and two, I think the asking price there would be far more than Bill Guerin would want to pay. Again, he's a UFA, but he's probably someone who would cost more than Claude Giroux given his age and given his production. Um, I like Giroux. Sharks are starting to play a little bit better. It looks like they might be turning things around a little quicker. They're probably reluctant to give up on Hurdle unless they were blown away. I love Thomas or they Hurdle. Think they can't sign him. Yeah. There, there's a chance that they think they can't sign him, but I just think that their ask is going to be massive, mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't see Bill Guerin giving up a massive haul. I agree. Uh, so... Uh, for those reasons, I understand why he didn't include it. Um, but if look, if they can still pull it off, I'm for it. I really sure. am. He's a, he's he's. he's but awesome. I don't think they can. But I don't think they can either. So for now, okay. we'll we'll table that conversation. We'll table. Okay. Last name. Uh, drum roll, please, or or at least the reckless speculation sounder. Give me something. Reckless speculation. Declan, the name that you unveiled, who happens to play his home games uh, in Elmont, New York. Go ahead. All right. Bear with me, folks. Bear with I'm me before you just absolutely put the pitchforks already. Ready? This is unfair to me. Think Easter. I think there's a serious case that the Wild could make a run at Brock Nelson. Yeah, Brock play Nelson, it. play it. Reckless speculation. Great job. Juicy rumors. So, number one. Hometown boy, Brock Nelson, fan of Bunnies with Judd Zolget. I think Judd has seen... Have you seen Brock at Bunnies before? Or is that Anders Lee? Yeah. Anders Lee because he grew Lee. up in Edina. Yeah. Brock, so you, Brock is a War Road uh-huh. product, uh-huh. home of uh, one Jess Myers friend. That's of the right, show. friend of the show. All right, so Brock Nelson. 
let, let's let's kind of dissect this. Uh, under cap hit or has a cap hit of six million dollars for the next three seasons after this. Now he'll be 30, 31, 32 at that time. Um, so he's potentially entering outside the peak of his career, but still a very productive player with New York. Uh, just this season, he has twenty points in twenty seven games, thirteen goals. He's usually good for twenty five goals. Um, does a decent job uh, on on all facets of the game. And six million for Brock Nelson, I can get down with that. The reason why I also think they do this is Lou Lamarillo is always looking to do things. He's always looking to shake things up. The Islanders were a cup favorite. I think maybe you and or myself picked them in the preseason to go to the Stanley Cup. They got off to such a horrible start that there could be a case that there actually could be sellers at the trade deadline. They're 15, 15, and 6 right now. Um, Things haven't gone according to plan. I think with Lou Lamarillo's need to always shake things up, that you can make a case that the Wild could be in on bringing a hometown boy back home. He has a modified no-trade clause, so he has a 10-team no-trade list. I'm assuming the Wild aren't on that list. I could be wrong. 16 now. 16 16 teams. But I'm sure you're right. I'm sure sure that he would sign off. I'm assuming he'd be okay with that trade. Now, again, the cost is going to be a lot. I think it's multiple first-round picks. I think it's Adam Beckman. Uh, going back, yeah. a legitimate prospect they'd want back. Um, I, I if if you swung a trade for Brock Nelson, I am I am all in and like seriously. Let's not start How much playing the up? parade. I'd give up multiple first round picks and Adam Beckman. I'd start and there. Rossi potentially. Wow, wow, that is so reckless. Play the damn sounder again. One more time. One more time. There we go. You are out of reckless speculation. You are out of line. Order in the reckless speculation court. Um, okay, so here's why. Here's why I'm going to tell you right now. You can't dismiss this. Lou Lamorello was Bill Guerin's first GM. Bill Guerin has, has, in my opinion, a better bedside manner than Lou. Lou is a complete FU guy. Like yep. he is a business. He is always in a suit. Uh he's a great executive. He's fantastic. But I mean, he is uh he's sort of a scary guy. He's not big, but he's a scary guy. Um but Bill Guerin learned a lot from Lou. And Bill Guerin knows how Lou works. And Bill Guerin, keep keep in mind, was was actively a couple years back until it fell through trying to trade Zach Parisi at the time and had a deal basically worked out to Lou and, and something happened. We still don't know exactly what that killed said trade, but the point is they've done business before they will do business again. And um, the other thing too, is while this is a complete long shot, while you cannot dismiss that talks at least are ongoing, keep in mind, in Lou's world, if it gets out, it's often a dead deal, and so this would be the la- this type of trade would be the last thing. And I'm not saying it's in the works, okay? But just hear me out. This would be the type of thing where this trade wouldn't be known until it's probably made. Mm-hmm. So, like, like you know, you get Claude Giroux being shopped. Well, of course he is. You know, Miller's being shopped. Well, yeah. Um, but Lou operates in a veil of secrecy. And Bill Guerin knows that. And um, so I think the price tag is too much. I think it sounds in some ways with the kid coming home too good to be true. But all of that being said, Declan, I love where your mind is at. 
Sports on your mind's in the right place. In terms of embracing the reckless speculation lifestyle, this is this is completely reckless. This is exactly what I'm what we've always been discussing and talk about. Now, I, I hope I didn't just kill the idea by speaking into the existence that there was. You might have like, killed. Him. I might have killed. He was like, bleep you, yeah, Billy Garrett. Billy has my you number. Told I, oh, yep, here he you is. He's calling right show, now. You. He's calling right now. I'm sorry, Billy. Billy, I'm sorry. Um, I, I I just think this would be a fun trade to make. You you talk about like making a statement and saying, no, we're all in and we're going to go for the cup right now. Like Brock Nelson would be that guy. He would, would be that guy. Su- you would have to subtract Fiala for sure. Correct. Yeah. I mean, because lo- of, of yeah. Brock's contract and, and, and you going into salary cap hell for three years. Yeah. At, at the end of the day, uh, and I, I do put some of the cap gymnastics aside to make this trade happen, obviously for just the thought of it, but long-term, like in the off season, Fiala or Dumba are gone. Like th- then it's yeah. a foregone conclusion. One of them is is gone. Or you include Fiala if if Lou would take him, which he might not want him. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. not really a. Eh, it might be a Lou player. What about all right? Here's another idea. What about two first round picks and Kalen Addison? They get it. They get a nice defenseman that they can plug and play basically right now. They get two draft picks. And- Wild has some. De- the Wild have some defense and he, coming and up. And even though the Islanders are going through a snipe, I don't see them being this okay. bad again. All right. What if it is and, – and I might be putting too much stock in Brock right now, but just off the top of my head, what if it is – the ask is a first-round pick, Marco Rossi, and Kalen. Oh, that's a lot. Um, I wouldn't but, do that, but I'm, but I'm just saying – but Lou would start that's from the where Lou would, yeah, of that's, trying to trying to get your yeah. Uh, it's it's not about which uh, I think is lofty. when you make when we make these reckless speculation trades. Reckless speculation. It's not about just you know finding a needle in a haystack and getting and finding a sucker, as I like to say in, in trade talks. It's not about finding a sucker because I don't think Lou's a sucker. Like no, Lou Amarillo is ge- the, genius. The, the idea of getting Chris Tierney and him, you know. <clears throat> Becoming and blossoming and being the player he was in San Jose, and that in Ottawa looks like a sucker. Like that, that, that could be that has more moves, to, has more legs to be a sucker than you making a trade for JT Miller or Giroux or even Brock Nelson. But that's that's the kind of cost that it would. That, that's kind of the acquisition that it would cost is probably multiple draft picks and or one if not two of your top prospects. And Brock is, I, I believe. Right now, I think he is on the Islanders' uh, depth chart for line combinations. I believe he is their second center. Yeah. Um, here you could plug him between Zuccarello or Kaprizov, or again with Boldy because dude, Brock Nelson with Boldy. The Hartman thing wor- works. Yeah. So and and sign me and up. And that gives you if if you think and I know he's not great on faceoffs, but if you think that Hartman is the answer, you now have Hartman. Brock Nelson, Erickson Eck, and Sturm. Mm-hmm. That's pretty solid. That's yep. damn solid. Yep. So anyway, um, wow. Final final thoughts. I mean, you are going to get hammered on Twitter. I know. You are going to be. I, I'm going to predict right now. Bloggers, at least one, will get you. Yep. I think you might make the blog of a guy who, in the press box, talks to no, you. No, I don't think. He'll, uh, I don't think he'll. I, he'll, he'll crack I think he might rip you. I, oh, I think he might rip you, and I, I, I won't know. be surprised. In fact, hey, I might tip him off right now. Get on the train. Brock I, might bring off, I, I might tip him off right now. Declan Goff, irresponsible. The same guy. The same guy. You know what? You didn't do the one thing in this entire episode. We did an entire episode, Judd's Hockey Show, Reckless Speculation Edition, 
Not once did you try and trade everybody's favorite goaltender, Jesper Wallstead. No, I did not. This is not, no. And the Islanders have their goaltending figured out, so that's why I didn't even include Jesper. So right. I, I'm not, you know who loves I, I'm not worried about that. Who? Do you know who loves this? Who's that? Mr. Hockey himself. Little Gordy Howe for you. Little Gordy, yeah. And, and not Mr. just Gordy, Hockey. but also the greatest defender of all time. Bobby, Robert Gordon, or to you, Mr. Orr. Oh, I'm sorry. My apologies. All right. All right I'm sir. done. Hit the subscribe button. Daily Minnesota Sports Entertainment. We'll be back probably this weekend, too, to break down some more wild games. This has been Judd's Hockey Show, a reckless edition of Judd's oh, Hockey Show. I need really a smoke. Great. He knows he once ate an entire sheet cake. He knows your selfie life isn't your real life. He knows what goes down on the DMs. Shouldn't you know your dog better? Now you can learn his inner secrets with Embark, the highest-rated dog DNA test. Unlocking over 350 breeds and screening for over 215 genetic health risks. Go to EmbarkVet.com and use promo code DNA, that's DNA, to get $60 off an Embark Breed and Health Kit or Purebred Kit with free shipping. That's promo code DNA to save today.